Are you in the Build Your Best Family Facebook group? If not, what are you waiting for? Today, I'm sharing with you a bonus episode to give you an idea of some of the exclusive content you'll find when you join us in the group. It's the audio of our latest family culture combo, which is a weekly conversation that I have with a friend and we dive deeper into the topics that you are hearing about on the show. For example, the podcast we released a few days ago was Creating a Home Your Family Will Love with Rachel Van Clive. She shared with us the ways that we can live intentionally in our home and gave us the scoop on her new book, She Made Herself a Home. The following day, Wednesday, I jumped in the Facebook group to chat with my friend Janelle Fotopoulos about the things we've done in our home to support what's important to us and to help us live the way we want with our family. The feedback on these conversations has been great, and I don't want you to miss out. So welcome, Janelle. Thanks, Kimberly. So great to be here. Thank you. All right. So tell me, what is your family known for? Since my listeners and watchers, I guess, are just getting to know you. Yeah. So I would say that our family is known for really embracing being outdoors. Um, Many times it's taking hikes as a family. We do lots of, especially since we've been in quarantine, a lot of family hikes. Um, I think our longest one is about five and a half miles, um, which Mm -hmm. is a lot for a nine-year-old, <laughs> but yeah. we love taking hikes and being outdoors. Um, and athletics are big in our family. I have um, boys that are into hockey and soccer and lacrosse. We've constantly got balls in our backyard. We've got a you know um, net for uh, a bounce back for the lacrosse balls. Um, so we're constantly um, outside and trying to embrace the outdoors, but also um, games, outdoor games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I know that when we come to visit you, our kids are always outside and playing games and active. Um, and it really is nice because they're not really on their devices as much when they spend time together when we come to your house. <laughs> and it's wonderful to see them interact with one another. <laughs> um, okay, so you are an interior designer. And my background is in design. So it is just another thing that we've been able to have in common with with one another and talk to one another, um, just on top of all the layers that we have already from all the years of being friends. And so I really appreciate that about you and our relationship. And so I wanted you to come on today so we could chat all things design and how we ourselves have made choices in our home that supports the way that we want to live together as a family. And so I want you to start off by telling me like one thing that you've done in your home. And depending on how much time we have, we can talk about a few other things. But what have you done in your home that supports the family that you want to become? So it's a great question. So I think that, you know, kind of jumping off of what I said before about loving to be outdoors, um, I think our home isn't just the inside, but also takes into our entire um, home being our property, etc. So um, just recently, actually, a couple weeks ago, I got a full sized um, volleyball court net, and then like the boundaries set that up. And my um, kids have been having a ball with it. Um, that was a pun. It wasn't intended. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they, it's great. And so like, I just love the idea of creating new ways for them to um, kind of switch it up a little bit. Um, and then I think if I were to to take that indoors, it's really um, how we create storage solutions around um, those outdoor activities. So I had um, I have two boys in hockey, and there's a lot of equipment that's you know you you bring it in, you bring it out. It's sweaty. It needs to air out. So we have created um, a system in our garage that allows for us to easily bring our 
um, hockey gear in, air it out with hockey trees and have a system that everything gets dried out properly, gets stored properly. And so when it's time to go to hockey practice or a game, um, the boys just know exactly where to go, where to pack up their things. And it's mm-hmm. not, we're not the kid or the family that forgot their helmet or their left glove, um, which is always nice. So those are two <laughs> off the top of my head that I thought of. Yeah. You know, what I think about like outdoors, I know for our family, I do love being outdoors, maybe not as much as your family. Um, well, cause my husband, he's not real big on hiking or being out in nature, <laughs> but for me, it, it was super important that we have easy access to the outdoors. And so I remember our first home, it was like, you had to go through two doors to get yeah. to the backyard. Whereas where we are now, we were really intentional about, creating doors that opened up right out into the Mm -hmm. backyard. And then if we had people over, we could have like an indoor outdoor experience because I want the kids to be able to go outside. I want them to, I think that there's something about like easy access that just makes you go there more. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, outdoors is really important for my kids to see it and to feel like they could just pop out anytime. Yeah. I think your home is so well suited for that. Um, where you are able to just take it all in. And we, we have a similar, I mean, yours is way nicer than mine actually, but, um, (laughs) but well, because you have your doors and it really opens up and it's conducive My property. I don't, I don't have the ability to have um, a row of French doors like you do in your house, but the idea is, um, and we put picture windows in. So we have essentially floor to ceiling windows in our family room that allows us to look onto the backyard. So kind of going back to the design, we love, my husband and I love, like, if we're not into going outside and playing, but we can still enjoy watching the kids outside playing while we're sitting there. We can watch TV and actually watch them play volleyball sort of at the same time. Um, so that same concept of being able to bring a little of that outdoors in um, is really, you know, I think that supports our family culture as well as yours. And that's one of the first things you did when you moved into that house was you... Yeah change the orientation of your living room and put windows in right to a wall that didn't have windows facing outside. Didn't have windows. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think kind of playing back to your comment about um, your first house where um, you're, you're muted. I don't know if you know that or not, but it looks like you're muted. Oh, you want to be muted. <laughs> so um, the first house that you had where you're going down like your few steps and you had to go through two, two doors to get outside. Like that makes a big difference. And like, especially encouraging kids to go outside, right? If that's part of your family culture, you really want to encourage them. Um, having that opportunity to not just show them how beautiful it is outside where they're like staring at it because you have these, you know, floor to ceiling windows or French doors that look out to the backyard in terms of a design perspective. Um, but the ease of access is a, is a big deal because it's not, you know, you don't have these barriers to entry, if you will, to get out there. Um, and so when we did our patio, we thought through that as well, where, um, you know, we have not only the view, but made it so that it was right off the kitchen, like right where the main central areas in our house, you can get outside and um, enjoy it. You know, when we um, redesigned our kitchen, I'm thinking of another thing that we did was that um, in terms, you mentioned storage earlier before, like we were we really like that the kids do chores and that they're able to help out and they're able Mm -hmm. to set the table and they're able to clean up and like put the dishes away. And so when we did our kitchen, we did storage. um, And then again, back to accessibility, we did storage for plates and um, dishes and the things that they would need to set the table and empty the dishwasher. We put them into drawers rather than put them Mm -hmm. up where they couldn't reach. Right. So like growing up, 
um, our plates and our cups and everything would be up high. And so it was one extra step for my mom to have to get all down for us. And we put them in a place that was accessible so that we could facilitate them doing those chores. Like yeah. chores are not fun to do. Um, I mean, I guess you can put, put a dance party, some music on and <laughs> have a little bit of fun doing your work, but for the most part, nobody really wants to do them. And so if you put that added layer, that added barrier, and it's not accessible and it's not easy, it's just going to be that much more dreadful to do. And the kids are never going to really feel like it's like, oh, like it's just going to be one more thing that they're going to have to be annoyed with. I love that about your family too, because your kids, uh, I mean, I've grown up with your, well, I haven't grown up. They've grown up with me, I guess, in my family, (laughs) the other way around. But they're so quick to, they just know um, and expect that helping out attitude and being able to kind of pitch in and it's so second nature. And I think it's great that when you designed your kitchen that you did so with that intentionality to be able to have those things accessible. Um, I have in my house, um, I still have the kitchen that belongs to our previous owner. So when I redo my house, uh, my kids will be able to eventually, my daughter daughter's just now being able to reach the top. She only put some dishes away before. Um, but I think that that's a great way to, again, kind of going back to a culture of um, all contributing, right? Like what is that contribution, family contribution to um, for each individual? And how do you make that easy for them? Which um, sounds like you nailed. And I think, and tell me if you think this is true, we're even seeing like in um, like appliance design, like mm-hmm. you're finding that refrigerators have those low drawers where mm-hmm. I see like people on Pinterest are packing like healthy snacks for their kids, that their kids can access those snacks that they Absolutely. want them to have. And yeah. So like the usability of appliances is even, even being changed so that the things, the way we want to live can be accessible. Yeah, that's a great point. We've actually been doing quite a bit of that. Um, We do work with a lot of families and um, we've been doing a lot of um, snack drawers or even um, secondary areas within a kitchen that would have like we're not the main hub where mom might be prepping or dad might be prepping um, where the kids would have access to drinks and or snacks very easily. Um, and also help put groceries away. Like they could also for the younger children take part in being able to put those groceries away. So we've seen a huge, um, shift or, you know, demand for, um, the flexibility of having multiple type of, um, appliances, whether it's, um, the, the refrigerator drawers, but also even the, um, the dishwasher drawers, which are great because then, you know, you can have, um, you know, those down lower as well, as well as um, having split. So you're not having to fully fill up the entire dishwasher at one time. Um, And again, kind of give your child the opportunity to take full ownership of that, of doing a whole thing of dishes on their own, having full accessibility, and then um, starting that up. Um, So speaking about what you're seeing in the workplace and with your clients, tell me about some of the things that clients um, are asking for because they want to live in a certain way. Yeah, I would say um, by and large. So we're in Rhode Island, as you had mentioned, um, which is a beautiful state. I love um, I love living here. My husband grew up here and I've been here for about 10 years and um, I do love it. We're very close to the ocean. And so everyone here... um, tends to stay here or come back here. Interestingly enough, I was just having this conversation with somebody on my team. And um, what's interesting is that what came to mind when you said that is I have a client that lives in Texas right now and they're building a house in Rhode Island. He grew up here. She did not, um, but they're moving back here. And um, 
And this is the consistent for a lot of our clients. They love to create homes that they can entertain in. So that's a very consistent thing. Um, and if, you know, whether that's the culture within the family, right, so that they're entertaining with large families or if they're um, entertaining just in general. And of course, we can't do any of that right now, but <laughs> that will change hopefully fairly soon. Um, so what that means from a design perspective is creating space plans with really easy flow, right? So thinking about how is the furniture spaced in such a way um, so that it creates flow for easy entertaining um, or large family gatherings, large, you know, tables that seat 10 to 12 because they want to have Sunday dinners with their family, um, their extended family, grandparents, cousins, what have you. Um, so that's, I've seen that. And then also kind of taking it to a material selection. Um, almost every single one of our projects uses uh, performance materials. So performance fabrics, whether it's umbrella, krypton, or anything in between. Um, and that's because they really want to be able to live in their house you know, and so that's something that we're seeing um, is very consistent. And I would even take that back to my family and my family culture. Like I've designed my house to be not a showpiece, but to be a place that the kids can like snuggle up on the sofa and watch um, movies. And, you know, my sofa is actually extra deep because we want to be able to like sink in and throw our knees up on the sofa and watch TV as a family. And so um, that's one of the ways that you can, you know, when we talk to clients about how they want to live in their space, um, if their culture is to watch, do family movie night every Friday, then, you know, we get into what's the depth of the sofa. And these are small details, but really important details about how, um, how that's going to sit. Do you want that loungy feel where you can kind of just sink in and throw your knees up? Or do you want something that is going to be more comfortable when you're, um, having a dinner party? Um, so those are all questions that go into it. And, uh, we, in my house, we wanted to have performance fabrics, easy cleanability, extra deep sofa so that we could really enjoy that the way that our family likes to. Yeah. I mentioned this in the podcast this week, um, is that we had this oversized Ottoman that is not only beautiful because I love the color mm -hmm. of the leather, but it, um, it's durable, but it, I can play, we can play games on it. Like there's, we don't really have a game that's too big for that Ottoman. Like it's mm -hmm. the right size. It fits us. Um, and then we've also done chairs that swivel because we do have a TV in that room and we want to be able to see TV, but we also want to be able to turn them around conversation and play a game. And so mm -hmm. we've definitely thought about the flexibility that um, we want for that space. And I think that's so great that you are able to take your clients through how they live in their space because I don't I think that a showpiece home is nice but it doesn't really help when you're trying to um, build family culture yeah I would agree with that I think that um, and also you know in full disclosure that a little bit of that comes with maturity <laughs> like at first you're like <laughs> like you know brand new sofa but then you're like it's performance fabric for a reason, right? And so not that yeah. you want your kids to go with their like Cheetos fingers and, you know, all over the sofa for any reason, but, um, but just to have it a little bit more relaxed to be able to like, I don't want to have that family culture. That's always like, Oh, mom's on edge. I'm on the sofa and I've got, you know, something that can make a mess. Um, and they know within reason, like, okay, my son Carter, who, you know, well has three apples a day. Okay. So I know there could be worse things. Um, but he's constantly on the sofa eating apples. Well, that's not going to make a mess, right? Cheetos, you know, I might ask not to eat the Cheetos even with the performance fabric. But, um, but yeah, we like to we like it to be livable and not to be too stuffy. And I think that that's um, a common trend. I think a lot of people 
Um, you know, if you look back a couple decades ago, there were a lot of showpieces, like rooms that people wouldn't even go into. They didn't touch. Um, they didn't use as a family. And that's really shifted. I think that most of the homes that we design want each room to be very functional and very usable. Um, and I, I just had thought of something as well, like laundry rooms have been very big. Like we do a lot of laundry rooms as part of whole home projects and, um, you know, kind of going back to the, the culture of like, for me, I want my kids, um, to participate in that process. I'm not quite there yet. I need a little bit of coaching Kimberly. Um, but you know, I don't, I want to be able to create, um, make it easy. And so like my laundry room right now, we had some custom cabinetry built and it's great because my kids know, um, I'm, although we're still working on the like washing and drying part of it, they know that when it's time to put laundry, dirty laundry in there. Um, so, you know, those big rolly bins that, um, I don't know how high they're, they're probably about 18 or 20 inches high, maybe even higher than that actually. Um, and you see them in the more commercial spaces but they roll directly underneath each the washer and the dryer. So we have a platform that's built and um, the kids know like if it's under the dryer, it's clean and needs to be folded. If it's under the washer, it's dirty and needs to be washed. So they know exactly where things go so that things don't pile up on the floor. Um, and again, creating a little bit of organization for um, the way that you want to live. You know, you mentioned your laundry room and I love your laundry room. Um, and I, I feel like when we renovated our basement, um, I wouldn't say that I have the, the most gorgeous laundry room, although we did put effort and we put some cabinets in and we put some tile up on the wall because I did feel really strongly that like, this is a task that needs to be done regularly, mm -hmm. like almost every day, depending on like mom. how you do it. Right. Like I know some moms that are on an everyday schedule. They bring a load down every day. They do a load get gets put away. I know people do it on the weekends, regardless. It's a mundane task that if you create a space that you love, mm -hmm. I think it does something for your soul and it lifts your spirit. And maybe it's not so bad to be doing the laundry. Mm -hmm. if you are in a beautiful space, if you're in a space that's got this gorgeous wallpaper that you love and it's got colors that just fit you at ease. And so I think even, um, to the degree that we uh, decorate our space and add colors and add textures and add patterns that we love, that has the ability to bring joy mm -hmm. even to the simplest of tasks. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, my laundry room is not as big as I would like it to be ideally, but we've we've made it a nice place to be. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's and there's photos of that on our website under the Sylvan Project. It's cute. It's got like this wave wallpaper, which is reminiscent of the water. And I like tried to play off of that. Um, yeah. where you can the, the built-ins where um, it creates organization. It's neat and yep. tiny for the most part. Um, yeah. You know, I will find some occasional, you know, rogue socks that don't make it into the basket. But, you know, that's what happens when you have teenagers, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, for sure. Yeah. That the never I don't I don't know where the sock goes and I don't know where <laughs> I don't think anybody knows the mystery of where lost socks go. I don't know. Um, yeah. The yeah. Biggest mystery. So I think all those things are really important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for talking to yeah. us today about our homes and about creating the culture that we want in them. And for those of you who want to hear more about this topic and hear um, from Rachel Van Clive, you should check out the podcast. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Kimberly. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. To join the Build Your Best Family Facebook group, just head over to the show notes and click the link that I've provided. I look forward to seeing you there. To learn more about Build Your Best Family, go to buildyourbestfamily.com.